Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to Drop the Glove Sports Podcast. I am your host, Charlie. This is a show where we drink beer, talk sports, and have all kinds of shenanigans. And speaking of shenanigans, to kind of start things off this show, there's a few, to be honest with you. One, I know the show is late. Uh, reason why it's late? is due to personal and work-related circumstances or factors. Uh, So if you're tuning in tonight, Tuesday night, then then sorry that I'm late, a day late, but now you're on time. If you're listening Wednesday morning, that's okay. This is a Tuesday episode, so... You're you're good on Wednesday morning, but if you're joining anything later than that, then you're late, and that you you are then late because it's like if, if you couldn't listen Tuesday night, what was going on Tuesday night, and if you couldn't listen like during the day Wednesday, which is like the day after the podcast is up, it's like well okay then where where were you, you know where were you? So that's one shenanigan. And that's on my part, and that, like I said, I, and I didn't update anybody. I didn't put it out there on social media, like, "Hey, podcast will be uploaded on Tuesday," or "Podcast will be a little late." So, my bad, my apologies. But we're we're good now. We're good. Uh, second shenanigan is I got a little uh, ticked off on my way home. Uh, on well, actually, not on my way home. Actually, when I pulled up to my house. And that when I pulled up and that there's this stupid, I know who it is. It's one of my neighbors, but he is a man there. He hit the trifecta and I'm sorry if I sound like a jerk or an asshole or whatever, but I got to just let this out because it's been, it's been on my mind for like the last couple minutes since I came home, came into the penalty box and was like, you know what? I need a beer. And I was going to go heavy. I was going to go like really heavy. I got a beer in here. That's like 11% alcohol by volume, but I'm going to save that for the Christmas episode uh, later on this week. And that's why I'm going to save that because it's a Tuesday night. I don't want, I don't want to go too hard, too fast in case something happens. So, but I pull up and there's this freaking Prius taking up the whole curb. And then now I live on a street where it's public parking. There is no assigned spots or whatever. There is no driveway. I do not have a driveway. And then, but they pull up like on the curb right in front of the house. And there's enough room to get two decent sized cars there, guys, like a midsize SUV and then like a small compact. This idiot in a freaking Prius takes parks in the dead center of the curb so that way nobody can park behind them or in front of them what a dick move and that like man it's one you're a prius owner you're not saving anything let's be real here you're you're not saving anything okay stop stop thinking you're saving the planet by driving that thing uh two you're an asshole for parking in the center of a public space where it could where you could have shared it with either my car or another car, my wife's car, whatever. You could have shared it, but no, you decided to be an asshole. And then three, it's like your parents knew you were going to be a dick. And, and that it's like they knew you were going to be this way. And so you were like, oh, if I'm already like this, if my parents knew I was already going to be like this, and that then I might as well just get a Prius and then be an asshole. <laughs> what a golly. Dude, share the freaking space, okay? 
And now part of me kind of wanted to get out and leave a note on the windshield and everything. Uh, but then the other part of me was like, it's a Prius. I could just push that thing back. I mean, it's so freaking light. I mean, I could just push that thing back and I'll put it in the middle of the alleyway or whatever. And then some, I don't know, some truck and that coming down the alleyway can just plow into it, you know, but didn't do that either. Violence solves nothing, but it is a, but it is necessary on occasion. I will say that. So, but I, I had to get that. Off. I, I'm not as riled up about that as I was last week about the whole Florida State rant and everything and how that just threw me off completely. And I spent so much time just cursing and f-bombing here and there and that's what all those beeps are if you're a new listener and just now joining the podcast after however many years i've been doing this i bleep myself now there are times where i have chosen not to i i will say that there are, there have been times where i have chosen i'm not going to bleep myself i don't want to take the time editing i i just don't want to do it but at the same time my show i do have some standards on this show and the one standard that I have is if I say the F word, I try and go back and bleep it, bleep all of them. And hopefully I did that. Uh, by the time it got after my rant and I was finally popping open the first beer from last week's episode, I was like, okay, I think I got them all. So if I missed one, I'm sorry. But I tried my best to get all of them because I think they were mostly contained in that rant. But I'm not as fired up about the Prius outside as I was last week. So. That's my little spiel, my little rant there, and another shenanigan that's outside of the realm of this show and sports and everything. So with that, I'm going to try to have some holiday cheer because this is December, and that this is the second to last episode of the year of 2023. This coming Saturday will be the Christmas episode with Mrs. Drop the Gloves. It's been an annual thing. We've done, uh, done it twice now. And that's, so let's do it, you know, a third time. So we're going to do the Shiner Holiday Cheer. I need it. I need some holiday cheer. I was kind of in a sourpuss mood today. And then the then you come home and you see the Prius parked in the middle of the curb. It's just like, oh my gosh, add on top of it. And like I said, I was going to go and I was going to start off with something strong. I was like, ooh, 11% alcohol by volume. But no, I was like, nope, nope. Save that for the Christmas episode. Save that for the Christmas episode. You're going to record that on a weekend. You, you, you can... Drink that to your heart's content. So I was like, okay, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll tone it back a little bit. I'll try and tame myself. So the Shiner Holiday Cheer, Shiner out of Texas. This is their ale brewed with peaches and pecans, 5.4% alcohol by volume. Do we have a little message on the bottle? Nope. Cheer for all. That's all it says. Cheer for all. Well, I need the cheer. And I, and I do have my glass with me again, so I am going to pour this in my pint glass and uh, see what this thing looks like. And I have to say on a note about, well, about holiday beer, I just can't do the holiday beer with cinnamon. And that cinnamon or, um, oh, what's the other one? Nutmeg. I can't do nutmeg or cinnamon in beer. It's like, it's the same thing with like pumpkin beer. I can't do pumpkin beer. 
Okay, when October or September rolls around and they start releasing on this pumpkin beer, it's like, ew, what the, what the heck is that? Now I've had beer with peaches before, so I I think I'm okay here. Ooh, you definitely can smell this. Definitely smell the peach. Ooh, that smells good. Smells sweet. Smells really sweet. Come on, gonna fill this thing to the brim. Got it. <laughs> So 5.4% alcohol by volume. Again, got another great color. Really dark. Uh, I wouldn't say really dark, but it is a dark beer. And it looks really good. But yeah, I, I can't do cinnamon, nutmeg, pumpkin. Um, oh, what was it? I had I tried one last year. It was by New Belgium. It's out again this year, and I didn't pick it up because I knew better. It was made with cranberry. And I was like, who thinks of... Christmas beer with cranberry. And that, that's just weird. And that on so, so many levels. And real quick, I'm getting a picture for social media for posterity. There we go. You guys can check out the picture on Drop the Gloves Podcast, all lowercase, all one word on Instagram. All right, here we go. Cheers, guys. Ooh. Ooh, that's nice. I like that. That is really good. Man, it's it's got a nice fruity, citrusy taste to it. Oh, wow, that is awesome. I think I need to go and get like a six-pack of that. Wow, that is good. Guys, I, I, I haven't had Shiner. I've never had Shiner Bach before until like... A few weeks ago, uh, before my brother's wedding, um, I've had Shiner Oktoberfest before. That was pretty good. Uh, but now this, Shiner Holiday Cheer, wow, I, I'm a fan. Shiner, I, I, I like your beer. I like all your beer that I've tried. Shiner Bach, Shiner Oktoberfest, and now the Shiner Holiday Cheer. I think this is awesome. The color is fantastic, and the flavor, that that peach just comes right through and oh that is so good so freaking good nice job shiner i definitely recommend that guys that's a that's a good one who knows that may be part of the uh was it uh, maybe part of the Glovies or something uh, next year? All right. So beers, poured, shenanigans, some shenanigans out of the way. Uh, Want to remind everybody real quick uh, before we go into sports that uh, this is, like I said, this is the second to last episode of the year. This uh, weekend, we'll have the Christmas uh, episode with Mrs. Drop the Gloves. Um, that will be our last episode of 2023, and that will be out before the week of Christmas or the the week, not the week of Christmas, the week before Christmas. So it will be out one week before Christmas, uh, Saturday or Sunday um, in a few days, and then we will return or I will return uh, January 8th, just in time for the college football championship. And I'll have I'll potentially do uh, somewhere between 13 to 14 episodes before my hiatus. So if you're just now joining us, I uh, just want to let you guys know that I decided 
that I'm going to take some time away from the podcast. I am not quitting. This is just a temporary leave of absence while I try and get some personal stuff that's going on in my life uh, straightened. Um, but unlike uh, Numb Nuts, who is my co-host, instead of him using that excuse to never come back, I am using this for a legitimate reason or legitimate reasons, and I shall return here or there. I may pop up occasionally do an episode or two a couple weeks back to back if i have something to say or something really important has come up i could do instagram live i could do facebook live um and all that kind of stuff i'll still continue to do skits the the uh instagram account's still going to be there that's not going anywhere i'm going to keep that so just be on the lookout guys all right i'm not i'm not leaving entirely all right. I am just taking some time for myself. I've carried this show by myself for an entire year, and I'm going to uh, carry it uh, for another 14 episodes or whatever. Start uh, next year, beginning of the year, and then sometime around the end of March, beginning of April, I'm going to take a couple months off. And then I'll be coming back probably sometime before college football season kicks off. All right. So just wanted to let you guys know that, that I'm not going anywhere and that just taking a temporary leave of absence. And I've already got ideas brewing for episodes and to all the guests who have been on uh, this year, or the past couple years. Hey, if you guys want to come back on for a, uh, I wouldn't say farewell tour, but if you guys want one more episode, in before this hiatus send me a message let me know what you guys want to do and i'll work with schedules and uh who knows sporadic sporadic uh episodes dropping left and right who knows and that's so give me a message guys all right updates shenanigans beer holiday cheer holiday cheer is so good right now oh that is awesome i still have like three more three Yep, three more holiday beers, and I don't think I can drink all three of them um, for the Christmas episode. I know I'm definitely going to try two of them. I know I'm going to do two of them. One is 11% alcohol by volume. I'm definitely going to let you guys know what that is on the Christmas episode. Uh, Mrs. Drop the Gloves, uh, give you guys a little preview, has bought a uh, whiskey-infused eggnog. And I'm not a big fan of eggnog, but I am going to try it. I, I will try it. But just know, going into this thing, I am not a fan of eggnog. It just, for it, it's too, sli- for me, it tastes slimy. Like the texture is slimy and I just, I don't like it. And then, so, but Mrs. Drop the Gloves loves eggnog. So she's going to have some eggnog and I'm going to try this one and we'll just go from there. All right, we'll talk some Christmas stuff, do our, uh, was it, we're going to do a top 10 favorite Christmas movies. Uh, Some of you are going to be so mad at me and maybe Mrs. Drop the Gloves, depending on what our lists are, but we're going to do our top 10 Christmas movies. Um, I've I've already got my 10 down. Like I I spent like a, a day just like going through all the Christmas movies that I have seen. And then I was like starting to like um, eliminate ones that are like, yeah, it's okay. Or yeah, it's all right. And then 
And then at, once I had my 10, I started trying to figure out how to rank them. So, so there is a ranking, and that will be on the Christmas episode this week. Excuse me. All right. Enough. Come on. Let's get to sports. Sports! So, let's see here. What has happened this past week? Um, besides the Army-Navy game, the Army-Navy game was awesome, guys. I... I picked Army. Army did win, 17 to 11. Um, we are now tied. There is a tie for third place in the college football rankings, uh, or for the winners for the college football uh, matchups. Uh, Daniel is still ahead of me by, I think, four or five wins. Um, Steve and... Uh, Brittany, Mrs. Drop the Gloves, are now tied for third. They both have 47, and both trail me by 10. Uh, then we have Scrami, who is in fifth, who's been in fifth for like five weeks now. And then we have a we have a contender coming to the rise for fifth place. He's in six. He's only one win behind Scrami. And that K Dog 1990, if you are listening, you are one win behind Scrummy. You can overtake him with the bowl games coming up. Because we're going to continue these, we're going to continue the college football matchups with the bowl games and the playoff. And I'm going to let you guys know games and everything coming up here soon. And the whole point system, because since it is the postseason, bowl season or whatever, in, in quotes, um, we're going to do some win. We're going to do some things differently. The wins are going to count a little bit more here. So, so here's what. Uh, well, before I get to that, before I get to that, so Army Navy, Army Navy. So, I, I loved uh, Army's uniforms this year. Navy, uh, the dark navy blue and everything. It was cool, but man, I've seen better. I've seen better, and. I'll be honest with you guys. I was so surprised by Army offense because I know Army as a huge ground and pound team. Like they love to run the ball, and they did. They did run the ball a lot. That QB for Army just absolutely ran the crap out of that ball. And that and their fullback. Oh my gosh, that guy was huge, man. That fullback for Army was huge, and he was so versatile, too. So versatile. And that he could be in the slot like a wide receiver. He could be in motion. I, he could line up with the QB behind. The, I mean, he was all over the place. And then Navy leaves him wide open, and that for Army to throw a pass. Army threw a pass. For a touchdown. Some of you who who have watched Army and Navy over the years, you're like, oh my gosh, Army threw the ball. It's a miracle. Or what are they doing? It must be a trick play. And that, But Army threw the ball a few times in the first half. And uh, they dominated the whole first half. I think score going into halftime was 10 nothing. 
and that navy eventually started to come back and and for some reason they always make the army navy game i don't know if it if it's scripted in quotes or something but it just seems like for the last couple years or maybe for since ever it feels like it always comes down to the last play of the game you know it i mean there's so much drama last year uh army navy went into overtime for the very first time of their rivalry uh and army ended up kicking a field goal to win uh after uh, navy fumbled on like their own two yard line or something um in, in overtime, they fumbled and Army recovered and all that. Um, then it was Navy's turn to kind of like, oh, oh are we going to see overtime? So Navy goes down the field. They score a few times. They score a few times. Um, and what is it? So they kicked a field goal. Then, no, what did they do? They kicked the field goal? Yes, they kicked the field goal. They kicked one field goal, and then they eventually scored a touchdown. And that um, pass, uh, it was it was a throw. It was and about freaking time Navy freaking threw the football. Uh, it was like it was like watching. It was like watching competing ground and pound offenses. I remember when it was. I think it was 2016. The last great Navy quarterback. And that, and my, and probably one of my favorite coaches, and that of all time for Navy of all time, besides you know Bill Belichick, uh, Bill Belichick's dad being there, um, or being the coach at Navy, you know what I'm saying, and that, but Bill Belichick was there too, and I mean he grew up watching his uh, his dad and all that. So the last great Navy QP QB. And coach, in my opinion, all right, is Keenan Reynolds. He was a 2016 Heisman candidate. He was actually flown to the Heisman ceremony via helicopter. That was freaking awesome. I think if you're going to make an entrance and he, I mean, being a Heisman candidate and out of Navy, that's freaking awesome. And that I was like, that is so freaking cool. You arrive via helicopter in your And he didn't need a suit. He was in his dress blues. He was good. All right. He didn't need a tailored suit or anything. He looked good in his uniform. And then uh, along with him, the last great coach, I'm not really a fan of this Navy coach currently, but coach Ken, I'm going to try my best. I'm so sorry if I butchered that. And that, but I liked both of them, and that was when Navy actually threw the ball like eighty percent of the time. This game, Navy like ran the ball eighty percent of the time, and then their last drive downfield, they kept throwing it. I was like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh! It was like five plays in a row that they threw the ball. It was like, oh my gosh, Navy's throwing the ball. This is amazing. Flashbacks. And that, and then they, they're first and goal. They're at the one, and they try and do like a QB sneak or like you know the tush push, and Army stops them at the goal line. And it was like, okay, and, and there was like four. I th- was it three? No, 
I can't remember how many seconds. I think there was like 11 seconds or something left, maybe. I, I can't remember. And that, but so Army takes over the ball at like the half yard line, and everybody's talking like, okay, well, if, if you're Army, you cannot kneel it. I mean, you, you're up 17 to nine or whatever. You cannot kneel it. If you kneel it, it's a safety, and then you kick off to Navy, and then Navy gets the ball back after the safety. And that, well, I, that, that was my thought. I was like, you can't kneel this. You can't kneel this in the end zone. That's a safety. Well, instead, they ran it back out of the end zone. Still a safety. Navy got the two points, but with time expired, they didn't have to kick off to Navy. So game was over. And Army ended up going on to win 17 to 11. And that and that is, I think, two years in a row now that Navy or Army has beaten Navy. Two or three years in a row. And I called it. I called Army. But I was rooting for Navy, guys. You should have seen me on the couch. You should have seen me. And that I was like, I every time Army did something, I'd be like, ooh, or oh wow. Oh, see, it called that. Knew that was coming. And that, but anytime Navy threw the ball or did something cool, it'd be like, yeah, let's go, Navy. So I picked Army to win, but I was rooting for Navy. And that, but yep. So that's where we stand. Army Navy was the only game last week, but now we got a whole bunch of games coming up. It's bowl season, baby. And uh, this Saturday we got let's see here. One, two, three, four, five, six. We got six bowls this Saturday. And that and the matchups will be up on Friday afternoon. So for those of you who listen and participate on Instagram stories. The matchups will be up just like normal on Friday, but you also got to be aware that we're doing all the bowl games here. We're not just doing this Saturday, or we're not just doing weekend games in all the bowl games. Every bowl game, I don't care how ridiculous the name sounds or whatever, or how ridiculous the matchup is, all right, we're doing it all. So that means you got to pay attention on Sunday for... The Monday bowl game, you got to pay attention Monday for the Tuesday bowl game matchup. You got to pay attention Wednesday for the Thursday bowl matchup. And then you got to pay attention for Friday, next Friday, excuse me, or you got to pay attention on Thursday for the Friday matchup, December 22nd. On that, So you guys got to be aware, you got to be on your gay game. I know it's the holidays, but come on. If you got nothing else going on and you're like, man, if only I had a few more wins, man, I could probably be in the hunt for fifth place or something like that. Well, here's your opportunity. Bowl games, this is what we're going to do. Bowl games are going to be worth two. Bowl games are going to be worth two. So all the bowl games leading up to the playoff games are worth two. The playoff games, we're going to double that and go four. Since it is the last year of the four-team playoff, we're going to do four wins per uh, correct uh, correct pick. So if you pick Michigan over Alabama, that's four, four points. If you pick uh, Washington over Texas or vice versa, that's four points. And then the championship game, again, four points. And that this is going to make it interesting. We've never done bowl games before. 
This is totally different, totally new. Usually we just are like, all right, that's it. Who won this? Who won this year? Me or Numb Nuts? And for past two years, it's been me. <laughs> First year was close. It came down to the Army Navy game. And yeah, Navy won. Yeah, Navy won. So yeah, this is the second year in a row that Army Army won. So I picked Navy. Navy won. And that um Numb Nuts picked Army. And that and because Navy won. I won the very first year that we did the college football matchups. And then last year, I just blew them out of the water. And then now this year, I opened it up to everybody. And now my brother is ahead by like five or six. So, all right, let's get to the matchups here. So again, like I said, guys, got to pay attention this week and the coming week for all these matchups. We're only, I'm only going to release... About half of them. I'm going to release uh, this Saturday all the way to next Friday, December 22nd games on this episode. Guys, be sure to check out the Christmas episode this weekend for the remaining half. Okay, we're going to do all the bowl games from December 26th to the new year. All right. The following bowl games for this Saturday are Myrtle Beach Bowl. Georgia Southern versus Ohio, New Orleans Bowl, Jacksonville State versus Louisiana. And these bowl games, these early bowl games, this will really test your guys' uh, college football prowess, I guess you could say. And that, because these are matchups, it's like, what? They're playing? It's like, yeah. It's like, I mean, these are not like big, big name matchups here. All right. So we got to, Got to be very, you guys got to be like, kind of think this through, do your own research, go with a gut feeling, whichever name or team sounds good to you, go with it. The Cure Bowl, Appalachian State versus Miami, Ohio. New Mexico Bowl, New Mexico State versus Fresno State. Kind of seems like a home game to me. Kind of like the same thing with the New Orleans Bowl. Uh, the LA Bowl, Boise State versus UCLA. Again, another home game for UCLA. Uh, Independence Bowl, California versus Texas Tech. Those games are on Saturday. On Monday, December 18th, we have the famous Toastery Bowl. Western Kentucky versus Old Dominion. December 19th, which is Tuesday, Frisco Bowl. University of Texas San Antonio versus Marshall. December 21st, Thursday, Boca Raton Bowl, South Florida versus Syracuse. And December 22nd, which is next Friday, the Gasparilla or Jasperilla, I think it's Jasperilla, Jasperilla Bowl, Georgia Tech versus Central Florida. All right, so those are the matchups. Like I said, be careful. Keep keep your eyes on uh, Instagram for at Drop the Gloves Podcast. You just never know when the picks are going to be up and that they're always going to be up. 24 hours before the very first kickoff. All right. And so like Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, got to be careful because since those games are on the weekday, they could be an afternoon game or they could be like getting closer to the primetime hour. All right. Saturday, I think Saturday bowl games. Let's go to the let's go to my uh, sports app. Sure, I get this correct. Okay, so the very first kickoff is 11 a.m. Saturday. That's the Georgia Southern versus Ohio Myrtle Beach Bowl. So definitely be on the lookout 
look out around 11 a.m. on Friday if you're going to make your picks on Instagram. And then let's see here. Monday, be um, so Monday's bowl game, be aware. Pick is going to be up around 2.30 p.m. Sunday. Tuesday, oh, that's a night game. That's at 9 p.m. So, yeah, be sure to look out for that pick sometime Monday night. And that Thursday's game, again, primetime, 8 p.m. So Wednesday, be aware, around 8 p.m. to look for that matchup. And then finally Friday, 6.30 p.m. So be aware around Thursday at 6.30 p.m. that that matchup will be up. And that, and then, oh, sorry, there are games also on Saturday, December 23rd, uh, but we'll announce those w on uh, the Christmas episode with Mrs. Drop the Gloves. So there you guys go. Uh, my picks, for those of you who care or want to know, uh, Myrtle Beach Bowl, I'm going with Ohio. New Orleans Bowl, I'm going with the Raging Cajuns. Louisiana, it's a home game, baby. Cure Bowl, I'm going with Miami, Ohio. New Mexico Bowl, even though it's a, going to be a home game for New Mexico State, I'm going with Fresno State on this one. Uh, the L.A. Bowl, yeah, give me UCLA. I kind of don't have any hope for Boise. Uh, Independence Bowl, I'm going with Texas Tech. And then the famous Toastery Bowl, I'm going with, with Western Kentucky. Got to go with the home state. Uh, Frisco Bowl. University of Texas San Antonio versus Marshall. I'm going with Marshall. Got to. Married to a West Virginia girl. Uh, Boca Raton Bowl. It's a home game. I'm going with South Florida. And then the Jasperilla Bowl, Georgia Tech versus Central Florida. Again, I'm going with the Florida team, so Central Florida. There you guys go. Those are my picks. And that's college football. That's the first half of the college football bowl games. And like I said, each matchup picked correctly is worth two points you can only gain points you don't lose points if i wanted to be an evil person i would take away points if you lost but i'm not going to do that so all right moving on after this sip of holiday cheer oh so good i am i'm gonna have to find a six pack of that i'm gonna have to find a six pack of that holiday cheer um so major news uh this past weekend or week um shohei otani let's get some baseball news in here it's december it's the off season and we got a major contract signing going on um shohei otani was linked to I don't know how many teams, but apparently it came down to two, and that was Toronto and the L.A. Dodgers. The was it across the highway team from the L.A. Angels or whatever? And I mean, if you're the Angels or an Angels fan, like how pissed are you to know that the guy that you had, the the unicorn, is now just down the street away? I mean, how, how bad does that piss you off? And how much more does that piss you off knowing of the contract details and what Shohei Otani himself has done? And that, so it's 700 million, 700 million contracts. So he's going to get 70 million per year for 10 years. He has opted to uh, defer 680 million, I believe. Um, he's 
So he's opted to defer $680 million to be paid later. And that this puts money in the pocket of the Dodgers to potentially find more players to put around him, even though you already got Freeman and Mookie Betts on the team. So, you, all right. So, I mean, you can use potential. I think I heard, I uh, heard it was like 24 million. You can use like 24 million. The Dodgers can use 24 million to try and find other players to surround him with or surround the organization and make it a, a, really good contender and that uh this year for Shohei Shohei Otani. So he's getting paid two million per season. That's going to be his 2024 salary. Two million. Give you a little idea here of how little that is. This upcoming season will be the last time that the Cincinnati Reds will pay Ken Griffey Jr., who has not played a game of baseball, mind you, not even a game with the Reds. He did sign a one-day contract so he could retire as a Seattle Mariner. But mind you, he hasn't played a game for the Reds in like a decade. And he will get paid for the last time this year $3.5 million. So Shohei Otani is going to get paid a million and a half less than what the Reds are going to pay Griffey for one last year. And that'll possibly be the last time Ken Griffey Jr. is on the Cincinnati Reds payroll unless he would like to come back to Cincinnati and be a hitting coach. I would love that because his, like I've said on this podcast before, his swing is so clean so clean i'm not saying he's a pure hitter but that swing is just smooth from start to finish it's like chef's kiss and that's so good so shohei otani is now with the dodgers um rumor was going around that he was going to toronto and everybody in toronto started freaking out and then find out that those rumors or reports were false or fake and it's like man if you're a toronto fan like what's more devastating and what's more devastating uh losing to the boston bruins in 2013 uh game seven or losing shohei otani uh, to the LA Dodgers because even though he was, even though the Dodgers or not the Dodgers, even though the Blue Jays were in the running, the rumors were false that he was not in route. He was not flying to Toronto. He was not going to be at the airport. It's like, wh- which one's more heartbreaking? Missing out on a player, a once in a lifetime unicorn player or losing a heartbreaker in overtime to the Boston Bruins. What do you think? What do you think is the one that's going to haunt you guys the most? Baseball or hockey? In my opinion, it'd be hockey. Because, I mean, yeah, you have a good couple of years and, and all that, and somehow the Toronto Blue Jays are, like, you know, relevant or whatever in baseball again. And it's just like, eh, it's a phase. It happens. I mean, the, sports is ebb and flow. Sports is all ebb and flow. There are teams that will like come up in a few years and they'll be like, oh my gosh, where have these guys been? Or, wow, I can't believe how dominant they are. And then give it a few more years and they'll just start to trail off and it'll be like, hey, I wonder whatever happened to so-and-so. Yeah, well, their their time came and it's gone. 
they had their moment, they blew it, or, yeah, it was cool when they won the championship, but man, now they're on a drought. Now they're irrelevant. Now they got this coach. Now they now they can't keep players, or they got to keep trading players. So, but sports is all ebb and flow. Sports is all ebb and flow. And uh, um, I thought it was funny in uh, more football news, uh, NFL football news, um, was it the Chiefs have lost back-to-back games and uh, saw this by the Babylon Bee. Shout out to them. Some of their stuff is funny, uh, really good. And that uh, the Chiefs have decided to replace Taylor Swift with Selena Gomez. <laughs> I think that's funny. The whole Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey thing, that's come and gone. And that I think we can honestly say that, okay, when that happened in this year's NFL script and all that, we were all kind of like, my gosh, can you believe it's actually happening? Can you believe Taylor Swift is at a football game? Can you believe she's dating a football player? Yeah, now it's kind of like, okay, we're kind of done. And then I, I was done a few weeks ago. Like when it first happened, I was like, I was like, this is cool. This is a novelty. All right. And Kelsey, you're a lot of guys are rooting for you. But at the same time, if you blow it, just be aware the consequences do include um, being hated by millions of Swifties and then also having a breakup song about you. So and I think he's I think he's tough enough to handle it. I still I still think he's tough enough. But at the same time. The rest of us football fans are like, the novelty is worn off. We're getting closer to the playoffs for the NFL. More scenarios are popping up here and there, like who's winning divisions, who's, uh, you know, uh, who's showing signs of fatigue or starting to like fade, who's tanking, which teams could become a surprise or be in the hunt or, you know, take a run for a wild card spot and all that. So I think we're starting to see that the novelty of that's gone. And that's why I think the joke of uh, Selena Gomez replacing um, uh, Taylor Swift is uh, kind of funny, kind of hilarious. It's like, uh oh, the charm is wearing off. Uh oh. So. And then uh, one more thing for NFL. I, I saw this earlier today, too, uh, not by the Babylon Bee. Um, it's the Dallas Cowboys, uh, life cycle or like season cycle. And that, so it's, uh, five, five levels or five, uh, different levels of this cycle or this, uh, circle of life, I guess you could call it. Um, the season starts, hopes are up. Uh, second phase is beat up on some bad teams. They have done that. Uh, three fans get delusional. All, all Cowboys fans are delusional. Let's not. Why, why is this even a level? All Cowboys fans are delusional. Now we're on. Now, apparently the Cowboys are in phase four of this cycle where it's, uh, how about them Cowboys? This is our year. That's where the Cowboys and the fans currently are. And then the final, and then the final phase of this uh, circle of life is, of course, death, which is the Cowboys choke in the playoffs. Will we see that? Even though the Cowboys did beat uh, the Eagles this past week, so will will we actually see either the life cycle 
fulfilled? Will we see the circle of life fulfilled with the death of the Cowboys? Or will we see potentially a, this is really the Cowboys year? Only time will tell, and only if the script was leaked to us, I could give you guys some spoiler alerts. But unfortunately, I do not have access to any copy of a script of the NFL, regardless what it may seem or appear at times when I do talk about certain stuff about the NFL. But I'm not really interested, nor am I really invested in this year's NFL season. So, sorry. I'm just... I'm reacting. I have no heads up. I have no clue. Jake Browning is a starting quarterback for the Cincinnati Bengals. That's all I know. If you guys are waiting for a bomb or a shoe to drop, I have neither. Actually, I do have shoes, but I don't have bombs. All right. But I I can't help you guys <laughs> in that regard. I just can't help you. So we covered college football, covered baseball, uh, NFL. Um, I wanted to cover one thing about college basketball, just real quick, just a little thing. And it had to do with uh, Kentucky, um, University of Kentucky basketball, because I am a Kentucky Wildcat fan. Excuse me. I'm talking too fast and drinking too slow. what happens when you do this when you carry a show by yourself you got to keep talking and drinking at the same time it's like but anyway so the kentucky wildcats lost at home uh i think a week or two ago to university of north carolina wilmington by seven and that's their second loss you know i just as a uk fan i guess i'm spoiled and that spoiled as a fan or as a fan base where I could remember an actual time where it was a rarity that the Kentucky Wildcats would lose at home. Now it just seems like it's almost a, you know, a monthly occurrence. Like, oh, they played this team this week at home. It's like, all right, it should be a good game. Go Cats. And then you find out that they lose. And it's just like, what are we doing? Remember when Rupp Arena used to be a sacred, sacred basketball court and that where if you're playing at Kentucky, it is a dangerous atmosphere. It is an electric atmosphere. What has happened to the Kentucky Wildcats fans, student section, the atmosphere? What has happened? Do you guys no longer care? Are you guys as spoiled as I am where you just automatically assume that, hey, it's Kentucky, you're at home, they should win, why put in the effort? I'm not like that because I, I truly believe this could be a wake-up call for a lot of us Kentucky Wildcats fans. I think this is a wake-up call where we have to be like, okay, remember those days, those years where you're at Kentucky, you need to fear the Kentucky crowd and how loud Big Blue Nation can get? Yeah, let's go back to that. Let's go back to that. And you know how you get back to that? You don't stop cheering. You don't ever get quiet. The moment you get quiet and you feel comfortable with a lead or a team or a coach, that's when it all starts to go awry. 
Okay, that's when it all starts to go to shit. All right, that's when things just start to be like, ooh, that, oh, we lost. Wow, that's a rarity. And that, it's no longer a rarity. I think Kentucky lost like five or six times last year at home against unranked opponents. It's like, what are we doing? And, and it's no longer a we from a player or a coach standpoint. It's we as a fan base, we as a home team. What are we doing wrong? Are we not loud enough? Do we expect too much? Are we is college basketball somehow become more competitive across the board? Has the SEC gotten better in basketball? I will definitely answer that one. Has the SEC gotten better at basketball? Absolutely it has. I have never feared Alabama before in foot in basketball. Now I fear them in basketball as well as football. I've never feared um South Carolina in basketball. Now I fear them. Tennessee, yeah, it's a good team. I'm still shocked that they won both games last year against Tennessee. Um, LSU. LSU is becoming relevant in basketball again. It's like the only teams that I worried about in basketball for Kentucky was Florida and Tennessee. Everybody else, I didn't really mind. I didn't care because not they they had good players but not good teams. Now it just feels like the SEC has, as a basketball league, as a basketball conference, it just feels like everybody has a chance now. And that's why I think as a Kentucky fan, we can no longer take these home games for granted. Granted, th and, and I said, can't take these games for granted. And then I said, granted, <laughs> whoops. Um, but this Saturday, you pl Kentucky plays North Carolina at a neutral site in Atlanta. So you lost to Kansas at a neutral site in Chicago. That's okay. Kansas, that's a tough team. It's always a tough team. Do I think they're overrated? Absolutely. I always think Kansas is overrated. And I, they win a championship every once every decade or so. And, and, but every year it's like, oh my gosh, you got to be aware of Kansas. You got to be aware of Kansas. It's the same thing with like Michigan State. Tom Izzo and Michigan State fans, I'm sorry, I do love Izzo, I do, but it just feels like Izzo and Michigan State as a whole, as a basketball school, is very overrated. It's very overrated, and, that, and that's why I have a hard time picking Michigan State when we get to March Madness, is because it's like, when was the last time Michigan State was actually feared in, in basketball? It it feels like it's been a while. It really feels like it's been a while. And that's why I can't do it. But but now it feels like that's where a lot of people are with Kentucky. Kentucky used to be feared. Kentucky used to be, here's the expectation bar. It's super freaking high. You don't either get to the Final Four or a national championship, then something went wrong. Now it's the bar has somehow lowered to we just need to make it out of the first round against a potential Cinderella team. The bar is now that low. What are we in? Are we in the Billy Gillespie years again? Because those years sucked. Okay? I remember those years. I was in freaking high school. Not a good time to be a Kentucky fan in high school. Wasn't. Because every week 
you were just like, oh, here we go again. And then, and then finally they got rid of Billy Gillespie, and then they went to Coach Calipari. It's like, yes! And then the bar got raised from Billy Gillespie to Coach Calipari to national championship contenders almost every year. And then after the 2014 season, it just slid downhill. And now we still have Calipari. We still have a top recruiting class almost every year, but we can't seem to get over the hump of winning at home a whole lot more than we used to. And it just seems like every March Madness is a nail biter. I don't like it. I'm sure you don't like it if you are a Kentucky fan listening right now. And that's why I put the challenge to you guys who go to Rupp Arena, who actually go and watch and cheer for the Kentucky Wildcats, I put it to you, this is the challenge. Do not let up, no matter who is playing. I don't care if it's Vanderbilt. Do not let up. Do not surrender that home atmosphere at Rupp Arena. Get loud, stay loud, and be proud and let's go, cats. There we go. That's the end. All right, guys. That's going to do it here in the penalty box for episode 151. Thank you guys for tuning in to tonight's episode. Uh, be sure to check us out on Instagram at Drop the Gloves Podcast, all lowercase, all one word for all the beer, sports, and shenanigans that take place in between these episodes. Special shout out to Spotify for Podcasters, our hosting platform. Thank you guys for 151 episodes. We are also on Apple, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, and Google. F you, Google. Oh, oh, shoot. I was going to, uh, I had a beer breakthrough and I totally forgot. Uh, okay, you guys are going to have to tune in for the uh, Christmas episode now. I had a beer breakthrough that I was going to talk about and it, oh, it escaped me, but I ran out of time. I'm so sorry. Check out the Christmas episode and I'll, I'll hopefully remember that uh, beer um uh uh I just had the word. Now I can't even think of the word. What is it? Epiphany. Epiphany. I, I had a beer epiphany. And then so check out the Christmas episode for that. Sorry. I am your host, Charlie, reminding you that life is too short to drink crappy beer. And I will see you guys next time in the penalty box. And this one is it.